Hi guys, welcome to Library Overload. This is Tavia. This is Susie. And we are very excited to have you guys back with us today. Don't forget, if you like anything that you hear us talking about, um, go check our, our website, which is libraryoverload.home.blog. And then check us out on Instagram. We've got lots of cool pictures, some of books, some of lattes. Some of both. Right, and that's just Library Over There, <laughs> Load on there. love of YA so often that we would just dedicate an entire episode about it and talk about books that we haven't told you guys that we love. Yes, we read YA a lot. Mm-hmm. And I didn't actually realize until fairly recently the distinction of YA is just the age of the characters. Right. I mean, I thought it was something else. I don't, I mean, I knew that I read YA a lot, but I thought there was some other like criteria, I sure. guess. YA tends to also be a little more clean because, mm-hmm. of course, I'm sure parents don't want their teenagers mm-hmm. reading about other teenagers having sex. Right. No smut um, in yeah. YA. I yeah. mean, not really. Uh, Sarah J. Moss? But she's not really YA. See, those characters are older. They are, but they're still categorized as YA. I mean, but the characters are like 19 to 20. True. But yeah, like, I feel like there's more sex and cursing in her stuff mm-hmm. than any other YA I've read. This is true. And I think we'll probably do a Sarah J. Mass episode. We're going to have to. Because she basically we worship her as our deity. Mm-hmm. She's, she's amazing. My, she's my ride or die author. Like mm-hmm. there, I don't think there's any other author that I have read collectively every single thing they've ever mm-hmm. put out. And no matter what it's about, I will read it. She could write a recipe for pickles and I would read it. Down. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I don't like pickles. Really? Yeah. Oh, I love pickles. No, I'll take that back. I like sweet pickles. I don't like. Oh, uh, like the but the butter pickle? The bread and butter pickles. Nope. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Hard pass. All right. So we digress. <laughs> um, back to YA. <laughs> First, of course, I'm going to talk about a series. I have a lot of series on my list, Okay, too. that makes me feel better. But I'm only talking about the first book in the series. Okay, that's what I'm doing, too. Okay. All right. My first one is called Clockwork Angel, and it's by Cassandra Clare. <laughs> I'm, like, squeeing over here. <laughs> this is one of my all-time favorite series. Okay. I am not the big historical fiction fan. Tavia is. Yes. So she made me read the Mortal Instruments series by Cassandra Clare. It's more, um, it's kind of modern times. Mm-hmm. Clockwork Angel is the first book in a series called The, the Infernal, Infernal Devices. So I read the Mortal Instruments, loved them, thought they were fantastic. And Tavia was like, but now you have to read the Infernal Devices series. And I, and she was like, it's historical fiction. I said, no. It's a prequel. Yes. That's not. That's it's a prequel. Prequel. To- prequel. I made that two words. <laughs> I put the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable. <clears throat> it's a prequel to the Mortal Instruments But series. you have to read it after. I would think so, yeah, absolutely. Yes. Okay, so the first one is called Clockwork Angel. It's set in 1868, and Tessa Jones is coming to London from America to find her brother. He sent for her to join him finally in London. It's where he lives. Their parents have passed away, and she is coming to be with him. So she shows up. Okay, Tavia keeps up. Uh, <laughs> I love this book so much. <laughs> I Tavia keeps so like. Keeps like moving her eyebrows like she's a guy at a bar <laughs> trying to buy me a drink. <laughs> so like I don't you guys can't see the microphone set up. Maybe we should post a oh, picture we should or take something. A picture. But we'll um, do that. She first. could see my eyes over we the top like of the locked. mic. We are locked. We are locked <laughs> eye to eye. <laughs> she could just see like you can't see my mouth and stuff. You can see my eyes over the top of it. <laughs> guys, okay. We're ridiculous. Please excuse us. Or maybe that's why you come here. I don't know. <laughs> both. Both. Probably. Okay. So, anyway. So, Tessa goes over to London to look for her brother. When she gets there, brother is nowhere to be found. She ends up captured and rescued by Jem and Will. <sighs> <sighs> Book boyfriend material. I know. So, Jem and Will are shadow hunters. Shadow hunters are persons that fight against evil. So, it could be evil vampires uh, bad warlocks, anything that is like of the underworld. Like demon hunter kind of. Yes. Yes. So she finds herself, uh, rescued by Jim and Will and it kind of follows her. It's a, it's a trilogy. It's finished. 
It follows her in this life that she's found herself in. There's epic romance. There is tragedy. There's war. It's magnificent. It's magical is what it is. I love it so, so much. In the third one, I cried like a baby. And I don't cry at books all that much. But I bawled hysterically. It's wonderful. Mm-hmm. I keep meaning to reread it. But I'm just like, oh, man. Like, it's... And, so, and Cassandra Clare goes on to write another... Um, she's working on another, like, a follow-up series to the Mortal Instruments now. And so she to has... To the children of the mm-hmm. Shadow Hunters right. in Infernal Devices. Gotcha. So, yeah, it's... It's, I don't have enough things to say. Like, I really, really liked Mortal Instruments. I love the characters in them. It's it's wonderful. But Infernal Devices is magnificent. Like, I don't think, I can't think of another word. Like, it's, it's incredible. There are so many quotes that I have saved from this trilogy about love, about commitment, about, uh, Tessa is a huge book lover and she mm-hmm. speaks about books. Like, be careful. They'll change your life. Yeah, like, she says words. Um, books have the ability to change us. And it, these books have changed us. They, they really do. Like you, I, we <sighs> talked about it when I read Malala, books that change your life. Mm-hmm. And you can't look at the world the same way anymore. And I think the mortal instruments and the infernal devices especially, I think mostly because I like the historical aspect of it, did that so much for me. And they're just, they're powerful. They're magical in a different way than, you know, I am trying to find a way to use some quotes from uh, from this series in our in our vows. Um, Someone in in this trilogy, I can't say who, but someone says to another, I am catastrophically in love with you. And I just I I cannot. (laughs) I I can't like Mm -hmm. it's it's just it's it's gorgeous. Mm -hmm. And. It's incredible how Cassandra Clare could write Mortal Instruments and have these regular modern day teenagers with modern day issues, still shadow hunters, but, and there, and there's romance in that and it's wonderful, but then she can switch and go to the 19th century and write these epic, beautiful stories Mm -hmm. in it. And she does it in a way that is so fluid Mm -hmm. and it's just like, how have you never done this before? And like she's not a one trick pony. Like it's 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 wonderful. And they're books to be devoured, basically. Yeah. I read them in succession yes. and couldn't put them down. Oh yeah. If the library didn't have it, I just bought it. And I was like, I'll I'll buy them all eventually. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm I'm not gonna wait one second. Mm-hmm. Um, I they're remember amazing. Tavia telling me, like, no, you need to read it, give it a try. You need to read them. They're really, really good. And I I think I blew up your phone for days. Mm-hmm. I probably read them and all three of them in a week. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I just, I, all I could tell, all I could talk about were, mm-hmm. were these books and like massive book hangover afterwards. It like, was, how awful. do you go on with your life after you've read this book? I know it was awful. I, I don't think I read anything for a week or two mm-hmm. afterwards just cause I was like, nothing will be the same. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I feel that way about several of the ones on my, on my list as well. Yeah. All right. I'm going to talk about the first one I'm going to talk about is a series. It's called I am number four. That's by Pitticus Lore. Would you tell would you tell the listeners if you finished this series or not? I think it's irrelevant. <laughs> I think that you probably know that I haven't finished this series. There's only one series on my list that I have finished. <laughs> but that's just because this book has this series has ten books in it. Really? Yes. It's oh. finally finished, but waiting for them all to come out is extensive. Hey, you know why that's high that's why I have a rule. <laughs> Well, then I'll be waiting until I'm 75 to read some of these series. Well, the Game of Thrones people certainly will, so right? you can too. Well, like Anita Blake, she's got like 30 books. Yeah, I think You the can't last... wait till they're finished. You're going to be dead. I know. I think the last one I read was like number 26 or 27. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's ridiculous. <laughs> I'm very, very mad at the person that told me to read them. <laughs> Continue. Okay, but I'm number four is different than anything else I've ever read. It's about aliens. And I don't usually read about aliens. I love aliens. Yes. So... Basically, it's about this planet Lorien was attacked and destroyed by the Mogadorians. Oh, my. So, in an effort to save the species, the elders sent nine children to Earth to hide them. Okay. And so, they all got to Earth, and they were all split up, and they can only be killed in order. Interesting. Yes. So, you have to kill number one, and then you have to kill number two. So... 
at the start of this book, the character that we're focusing on is number four. Um, he lives in an Ohio town with his um, person that came with him, who's okay. an older person that helps teach him about what life is going to be like. Because at 16, you come into your powers. Okay. Because um, So they have, like, massive powers and ability to do different things. Neat. But he's never been able to meet any of the other ones because they have to stay separated. Sure. Because the Moogs are still hunting them. Interesting. Okay. Right. So um, basically it starts out and it says numbers one through – or they, they caught number one in Malaysia. They caught number two in California. They caught number three wherever. Um, I am number four and I am next. Mm. And it's about his life in this little town trying to stay hidden. And he falls in love with a girl. And then she figures out what he is. But then they have to go and like the whole series is about they can only return to their home planet when they've all come together to fight the Mogadorians and they've defeated them. Mm. Otherwise, they can't go home. Do you know why they're... So, is, is it, like, number one and two, two infinity? Or, like, what are the numbers? Do you know... Well, you haven't finished it, so you oh, probably don't. There are nine of the kids. Is that what you mean? Yeah, but why... Like, so it's a whole planet... Right. Every single nine. person of uh, every single person on the planet was destroyed and killed, except the nine kids they got off, and their nine sea pans is what they call them. Interesting. So the the race cannot continue without these kids, basically. Okay. So, is there? What, do you know why they can only be killed in order? It's something to do with a protective enchantment that oh, the elders okay. of the planet. Um, Okay. put on them so basically the elders are the controlling people and these kids were going to grow up to be the next set of elders gotcha. so that's why they took these specific kids and moved them off the planet okay and after they like basically as they're leaving on their rocket ship in the distance they see the planet like gotcha. being des destroyed okay kind of like jor-el sending superman to earth sure I'm watching Smallville right now. I gotcha. <laughs> I know that Superman is a superhero and where he was from and the kryptonite, but I don't know anything else about the backstory or anything. He's from planet Krypton. And yes. right when Krypton was about to be decimated, Jor-El, which is Superman's father, sent Kal-El to Earth to save him. I gotcha. So yes, it would be similar to okay. this. Okay, all right. And that they were sent, they were all sent with a trunk of belongings okay. that are beneficial to their powers. Okay. So they each have different powers. Yes. Love it. Okay. So like John's power, he, he goes by John Smith and his power, he like has fire that he can come out of his hands. Okay. Nice. Um, and so he falls in love with a human girl. And the of first course. book is about that okay. and about the Mogadorians finding him okay. in Ohio. Okay. And then like the second book will pick up with number five <gasps> and tell you about his life. And then he meets up with John at the end of his book. And okay. He, okay. And they each keep coming together until mm -hmm. all the rest of them are all together. Okay. And then the final book, which I haven't read yet, is going to be about the final battle. Love it. Yes. All right. But see, the thing is with the book, so once I have to wait a year to come out, mm -hmm. I've moved on to some other stuff. Sure. And I have a hard time circling back. Because then I feel like I've forgotten half of the stuff and I want to read the series over. Right. Yeah, that's why I, I don't like to do that because yeah. then I'll end up reading a series like eight times just with mm -hmm. an extra book. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. But I, it is a finished series now, so Wonderful. maybe I can have some closure and go back and read the whole thing. I know I would feel better if you would just finish one series. I live my life to please you, ma'am, so <laughs> we'll see if that can be arranged. <laughs> Speaking of books that change your life. Yes. We're going to go a little different and talk about The Fault in Our Stars. <sighs> Let's have a moment of silence. I know. Thank you. I had never read anything by John Green, which was baffling until the trailer came out for the movie, The Fault in Our Stars. And I was like, you know what? Obviously, I always want to read the books before I see the movie. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, got to get on this. This this is a book that legitimately changed my life because it's about, okay, it's about Hazel and Augustus and they both have cancer. They meet in a kids cancer support group the way they speak they they're very deep thinkers both of them they're deep thinkers but especially Augustus and they use words that typical teenagers don't and I was kind of like that as a teenager but when I would speak like that people would be like what what the hell are you doing like why do you why mm -hmm. do you think who the hell do you think you are I use words even today and people are like why can't you just say it like this and I'm like right. why would I come down when I can right you up? and I used <laughs> to not 
I mm-hmm. used to kind of not use big words because I was like, people are going to think I'm an asshole. And this was like, it's okay to be who you are mm-hmm. because there are other people like this and it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And it's it's magnificent. It gives- This is the only John Green I've ever read. I haven't been able to get my soul back <laughs> since he destroyed it. So, so John Green does write tragedy. I will warn you. That's all I'll I say. Think tragedy is not... Not enough I know. of a word to cover what happened to my heart and soul in this I know. Book. So it follows Hazel and Augustus. They both have cancer. So, I, like, I feel like it's a given. Something terrible is going to happen. Mm-hmm. But you don't know what. You don't know right. who. Anything. Mm-hmm. And you just follow them in a romance that neither one of them thought that they should go into. Mm-hmm. And it kind of just gives you permission To fall head over heels in love with someone, even if you think that I don't have time for this Mm -hmm. or this couldn't possibly go well. Like it's your life, no matter how long or short it is, do what you want Mm -hmm. and make yourself happy. Yeah. And there's a quote in there that I had loved for years and never knew where it came from. It's Augustus is reading his favorite book out loud to Hazel And you're following Hazel's point of view. And she says, and as he read, I fell in love the way you fall asleep slowly and then all at once. Mm -hmm. And I've loved that quote for years and I never know. And I remember reading it and seeing that quote and be like, oh, my God, I found it. Like, it's it's just beautiful. It's wonderful. It breaks your heart in a thousand pieces. But in the end, you feel like you're going to be okay. Like so many tears you can't read anymore because you can't see. Yes. But but you can't stop. You have to keep going. But then it's still, when it ends though, you're okay. Which if you read it, (laughs) okay means something. Mm -hmm. And it's 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 beautiful. It really is a really beautiful book. I don't think I could ever pick it up and reread it just because it hurt so bad. But it, it really was beautiful. It's, yeah, it's wonderful. Apparently, my word of the day is going to be magnificent, magnificent because that that is what it is. I don't know why, but when I hear the word magnificent, I want it to be British. So magnificent. Magnificent. <laughs> my next book that I'm going to chat about is another series. It's the Blue Blood series by Melissa De La Cruz. Okay. I know what that is. Yeah. Yes. And it's about vampires. And I will tell you, I have a problem. (laughs) Basically any vampire book out on the planet, I want to read it. I read a a whole, whole bunch. So I had to list out the vampire YA that I've read and pick one specific series (laughs) to talk about. Nice. Because I didn't want it to be just all vampires. Of course. But I had, I think five or six that I had to choose from. And I picked this one because for me, I think the time aspect of it Mm really works for me okay so basically in this world uh, that's by melissa de la cruz i don't know if i said that and it's a series and it's a finished series and i have read every single one of them (gasps) i am so proud yes um and vampires are fallen angels in this world that's so so basically the punishment for choosing lucifer was that you had to drink blood to survive oh that's so cool yes and you they're still able to find redemption someday and that's what they work for is trying to find redemption again that's to be so cool allowed back in heaven did it, this isn't one of the vampire things that they've made a movie or a tv show about. i haven't seen anything about okay. it yet. also in this world the vampires are reincarnated every so many years like you're born at age 16 or 15 or 16 you regain all of your memories of your past life and then you live a new life so like they were in Rome. They were on the Mayflower coming over. Wow. They keep getting reincarnated each time into different time zones. So the book, a lot about it is about the memories that they have. Hmm. Except in this world, Skylar Van Allen has started having memories, but they're not her own memories. Cool. She's a blue blood but she's not quite the same as everybody else because everybody else is like getting full control of their memories and she's getting control of her mother's memories. Ooh. Yes. So it's about what happens with her. She falls in love. Um, and in, in this world, you're mated to another angel. 
And she falls in love with a guy who's mated to another angel. Oh, Or to another vampire. Okay. And the series is about them, about trying to figure out how to live, um, how they can work and be in love, because they're not supposed to be, and how the uh, fallen angels can find, vampires can find redemption again and get back and defeat Lucifer and all of this stuff. That sounds really cool. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. And they're not big books no they're, they're not super big books yeah mm-hmm. i i've i've know i've seen them before mm-hmm. with you like when and we've they been have out beautiful shopping. covers like it's like a neckline like it's mm-hmm. a a decoupage decoupage is the like mod podge oh. <laughs> what's the word i'm trying decolletage <laughs> try that again <laughs> so the the covers are like the covers are i can't <laughs> <laughs> the covers are decoupage <laughs> it's embroidery <laughs> but it's like when you take a, a box and you like glue some yeah, i know <laughs> i know what as soon as i said i was like that's not right <laughs> Okay. Okay. I do think I recognize the covers. Like, it's like a neckline. It's got, like, a pretty necklace or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it's okay. got, like, the silhouette of whatever city they're in. Perfect. In the background. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And different series follow, like, different characters. Like, Skylar and Jack are always there. But you also learn about some of the other characters okay. and their histories and what persons that they have been in the past. Perfect. it's really cool that sounds really cool yeah it's my favorite i think probably my favorite vampire series Ooh, and there are a lot Mm -hmm. okay i'm going to talk about a newer novel it's called the hate you give by angie thomas it was a big splash and they made a movie about it Mm -hmm. i am really pissed that i haven't seen the movie yet but i'm surprised i know I just picked this up from the library. It's in my <gasps> car right now. You did? I oh. Did. Okay. So this this follows Star Carter, who is a black young girl. She lives in a poor neighborhood her fa- with her family. However, she attends a very fancy prep school with a bunch of white kids. So she has to kind of balance this two different sides of her. So at school, she can't act too black. But at home, she can't act too white. Mm -hmm. And so she has to constantly battle this kind of in her head. One day, one weekend after a party, she's riding home with a guy friend of hers. And they're pulled over by the police. He is shot by an officer. An unarmed young black kid is shot. She witnesses it. So it's very relevant. Very. And... You follow her inner turmoil with, do I tell people what happened? Because if I do, the press is going to crucify me. But then do I stay silent and protect myself? And it's just this, it's this huge inner turmoil, but you see how her parents handle it. You see how the officers handle it. You see how she internally handles it. And it's, it's awesome i sat down and read it in one sitting didn't oh, wow. go to bed until like, and it's not a super small book it's, it's not um but i'm crazy obviously. and i read until like two or three in the morning because mm-hmm. i was like nope gotta finish this gotta mm-hmm. find out what happens it's wonderful angie thomas the author um her sophomore book came out recently very recently it's called on the come up and it sounds fantastic People as well are buzzing about it for she's sure. she's gonna be a big big author she did not go through a sophomore slump at all but i really think it's so cool about how she's writing about these very relevant things in black teenagers lives like it's it's just no one else can write that in so well as mm-hmm. as angie thomas does right and that's really good. like i mean because white people can't write that. No. And they never, ever should. No. Don't try. If you're out there, if you're thinking about it, don't do it. Please don't. But no, it's just, it's it's so fascinating because obviously Tavy and I don't understand it. We never will. 
but we can read about it and we can learn about it and we can see it. And I think that reading and especially reading books about other people mm-hmm. broadens your perspective of the world and gives you more oh, understanding yeah. of the world that you're living in. And I think that's a significant thing. I think that that's absolutely, I mean, there's a reason why people are afraid of like when you go to college and mm-hmm. then you stop having faith in your old religion or something is mm-hmm. like, because you question things more, mm-hmm. the more you read, the more you're taught to question. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's kind of where that book comes from as well. I read somewhere once that readers and people that love literature are the most empathetic people on the planet. I and, see that. and it's because you are teaching yourself things. You are choosing what you intake mm-hmm. and it changes your perspectives on everything. Mm-hmm. And so I think that this one is a huge, huge book. It's it's maybe two or three years old, and it's it's magnificent. Uh, take a shot if you are playing a drinking game with this episode, and it I I think you should you should absolutely read it. I cannot wait to see the movie. It looks wonderful, mm-hmm. and I would love to see how they how they compare. It. Yeah, I I can't wait to see it. Mm-hmm. Oh, and her second book, On the Come Up, they're already talking about making it into a movie. Oh, nice. And I'm so excited. And it's, re- um, it's unrelated to the first, like, it's not a series or anything. It's so, not a series. Yeah. However, Star and the girl in On the Come Up live in the same neighborhood so they don't mm-hmm. they don't coincide but they're they're, they're yeah i don't have anything quite as moving not not moving but quite as relevant relevant on my list mostly the ya i read is kind of an escapism ya mm-hmm. but it still ends up being powerful oh yeah it's just different so that leads me to my next one which is the beautiful creatures by cammy garcia i have seen the movie oh i'm sorry cammy garcia and margaret stoll Oh, I didn't know it was two authors. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. That's very rare. That's a huge series for Mm -hmm. two authors to do. And that's the, it is a finished series, and that's the Caster Chronicles series. They made a movie. Don't watch it. I I did, um, and I thought it, I did think it was trash. Okay. Remove remove it from your memory. Strike it from the evidence. Done. (laughs) The book is epic and powerful, and the movie does not translate that at all. Um, it's there's, good. It's just not enough. There's no way that you can turn a 400-page book into a two-hour movie and expect it to do the same. Mm-hmm. It's it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. Hollywood, it doesn't work. That's one of the reasons I like books as TV series yes. because you can just fit in so much more. But I still think you lose, especially with this book, you lose something in the translation. As much as I like to see my characters come to life, mm-hmm. I feel like the, the amazingness of this book was lost in the translation for sure. Yeah, because there's so much you have to build. Like, you you have to build the world. You have to explain they're witches, right? Yes, they, they're witches, but they call themselves casters. Okay. So you have to explain why are they the way they are, mm-hmm. who, like, it's too much. Mm-hmm. You need to build up to that. Like, mm-hmm. it, yeah, I don't know why they keep messing stuff up right so this book um it's about lena she is a caster and she has a family curse so every female witch or caster in their family when they turn 16 they are either given to the good side or to the evil side okay but you have no clue which one it's going to be so you don't you don't choose it just happens and it's because back in um i think it's the civil war there was a couple and something happened and the family was cursed from there on out. So now every single female member of this family on their 16th birthday either goes good or bad. And Lena watched her cousin that she was raised with turn bad against okay. her will. And she doesn't want that to happen to her. And she's terrified of it. But then she goes to live with her uncle, who's also a caster, but he's he's a warlock because he's a, a man. And she meets Ethan in this really small town. Mm-hmm. So Ethan is a human, but he's been having these vivid dreams of this beautiful stranger. And when he meets Lena, she's the woman from his dreams. Okay. And they meet in a school, obviously, because they're... 16 sure and he falls in love with her and they she tries not to fall in love with him because she's terrified because she doesn't know what's going to happen right because like she turns 16 soon right yeah when we meet her she's 15 okay um and then her mother 
had also turned evil. And her mother comes after her Mm. and is like, come and join me, be evil with me. And she wants her to be evil. And it's about this epic love story about the family curse. And like Ethan tries to think of a way to break the curse. Mm -hmm. And the uncle Mason has one of the most wonderful quotes that I've ever heard that I love it. It says, mortals, I envy you. You think you can change things. Stop the universe. Undo what was done long before you came along. You are such beautiful creatures. And that's the title. That's so like, so condescending. But but amazing at the same time. Like, you can't change everything. Like, you just rush in and think you can fix it and change it, but you just have to let it be. Mm. So, the first book in that series, and I haven't finished this series, but I want to, but it is a finished series now. But it's just, oh, it was an epic love story. Mm. I think I didn't finish the series because I watched the movie and it just, like, killed my buzz. It pissed you off, yeah. So I didn't pick up the second one, but it continues on with their story. And I I loved it. Mm. It was epic and amazing and just great love story. Was it magnificent? It was magnificent. Magnificent? (laughs) Magnificent. (laughs) That's four shots if you're keeping track. So our niche is really drunk readers, alcoholic readers. That's where we've like found our sweet spot with that. Yes. Because we... we, Well, that's just... It's what I've determined (laughs) in my head. It seems like we make a drinking game out of every episode. Well, have you noticed though every episode, there's always one word that we repeat (laughs) the whole time. I don't know. I I don't know. Okay. (laughs) Next. Can the can the word this week be decoupage? <laughs> <laughs> okay. What was it supposed to be? Decolletage. <laughs> the words are so similar. <laughs> but yet so different. <laughs> can you decoupage my decolletage? <laughs> I just think of like newspapers now. Like stuck to I'm going to mod podge your boobs, Dave. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Revenge of the Witch is the first book in the series The Last Apprentice by Joseph Delaney. It is magnificent. Is it now? (laughs) It is. It's very good. Now, is this not a middle grade? Technically, yes. However, I am putting it in YA because like Harry Potter, you grow up with him. I gotcha. I'm following you. So by the time the series ends, it is 13 books. So you grow up with him, and he's 17, 18 when it ends. It gets scarier and darker as you go Mm -hmm. on. So maybe your 11-year-old brother can read this, the first one, but maybe not so much the last. I gotcha. And that's very similar to Harry Potter because you wouldn't put Deathly Hallows in the hands of an 8-year-old. Right. So Revenge of the Witch is the first one. Joseph Delaney is the author. This is a – this is – published in the United Kingdom. So I have found it very difficult to find every book in this series. I remember being at the bookstores with you and you're like struggling with finding Yeah, but they're very good. So this follows Thomas Ward. He is the seventh son of a seventh son. And it's a lot of math. It is. Um, It's like the square root of seven <laughs> or 49 is seven. Yes. You lost me. <laughs> So, but I think the seventh son is is a magical thing. It's right, I've not heard that just before. in this series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's the seventh son of a seventh son, and he his father has apprenticed off all of his older brothers, and they all yeah. had apprenticeships. They're all working, and Thomas is the last. The seventh son of of a seventh son can apprentice to be a spook. A spook is someone that takes care of the witches, the ghouls, the ghosts, all the demonic bad things in your town. So Thomas goes to work with the local spook. When you become a spook, nobody in the town really likes you because you deal with the creepies, but you're necessary in this world. You grow up with him. He starts this, I want to say 13 at the age 13, but he might be 11. I can't, I can't remember. I should have looked it up, but he starts his apprenticeship and you see kind of the trials and the things that his um, master puts him through to make sure that he's cut out for this. The first book is basically him proving that he can be an apprentice. And And this is another movie that they butchered. Oh, God, yes. And I didn't even watch it because the trailer was so terrible. I didn't either. It's it's like Percy Jackson. Percy's not a 16-year-old kid. He's 11, 12. Mm-hmm. It's just... He's in the middle grade. When he's yeah. Talking. And yeah, just like, just like this, Thomas is 11 or 13, and he's like 
a grown ass man in the in the trailer for the movie. Yeah, I think the guy who played Prince Caspian plays him or something like that. Interesting. He's super cute. He is cute. Anyways, yeah, I thought it, I I didn't see it either because the trailer just looked like trash, and obviously it didn't and that, do well. It's kind of sad because Jeff Bridges is in it. I know is he's cool. the spook, which is so cool. Like mm-hmm. the spook is. The spook reminds me of a little bit of Hagrid, but also a little bit of a like a fighting hard ass. Mm-hmm. He's got his secrets, not Hagrid, Dumbledore. Okay. Well, Hagrid's cool too. No, Hagrid is cool, but he's more like Dumbledore. Okay. <laughs> he has his secrets and he cares deeply, but he also kind of holds Thomas at arm's length because he's not sure if this is going to work out. Mm-hmm. It's it's fantastic. So it's 13 books long. It's finished. I read the first one. It's It gets better and better as it goes on. In a shocking turn of events, I haven't finished that series. No one is shocked. No one. I said that ironically. <laughs> I was being facetious. So it's it's really, really good. There's also a spinoff series of this. So once, I mean, not really a spoiler, but once Thomas, once this series is over, he's no longer an apprentice. He is a spook. And so the next series is him as a spook taking oh, on an apprentice. Well, that's pretty cool. So I did yeah, not know that that was a thing. Yeah, I just found out about it a year or two ago. And obviously I'm waiting for that to finish before I read it. So you'll be dead. It's fine. <laughs> um, can I be buried with books just in case? Like we could build your coffin out of books maybe. Okay. Can you can you decoupage it? I will. <laughs> But yeah, I think I think it was great and not a lot of people have heard about it because you can't really find it here. So it's one that I thought I would share because you might not even know mm-hmm. about it. So fantastic. And I had never heard of it until you had suggested it to mm-hmm. me. And I really liked the first book, but again, like I say, there's just so many things happening I know. in the world. Too many too I many have books. to absolutely one hundred percent be completely obsessed with a series if in order to read it start to finish. Which I found one. I I'm on the third book. I started it on Friday. Oh yeah, I'll tell you about it later. We'll have an episode maybe where I touch base on it, on what we've been reading. Because I started the first book on um, Friday, and today's Tuesday for <laughs> you guys listening. So I've read all three books of that series already. That sounds really cool. That's very fast reading, it so really it must is. be very it's a sh- good. They're shorter. They're not too, too long books, but they're... Um, you could have been like, yeah, I read a thousand, three, one thousand pages. I mean, books. I think they're around 300 pages or so oh, that's on not, each one. That's still not... Anything to just scoff at. Right. Love it. I've been up late reading for sure. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. My next book that I'm going to chat about is one of the only, I have two on my list that are not supernaturally sci-fi <laughs> books. Um, and this one is If I Stay by Gail Foreman. Mm-hmm. You can get your tissues, guys. Mm-hmm. And this is no spoiler. This is like the whole plot of the story. So Mia is a 16-year-old girl. She's a musician. She's really good. She's thinking about going to Juilliard. On a snow day, she's in the car with her family, and her family's in a car crash, and everyone dies. And she's taken to the hospital, and she's in a coma. And the entire series of the book takes place in this, like, coma world that she's living in, where she's trying to decide whether she should die or whether she should come back and be with her boyfriend, whom she loves very much, and her few remaining family members, like her grandma and her grandpa. And it's soul-crushing. But you... Through the coma, she tells the story of how she met her boyfriend and their love story. And it's kind of like an epic thing. He's in a band. Mm -hmm. Um, She's a musician. Is she going to go to Juilliard and leave him? And then it comes back to the fact that she has this choice to make. Mm -hmm. And in the world, the boyfriend is trying to get to her in the coma, trying to get through to her, tell her to come back to Mm me. Um, and it's just an epic romance, but it absolutely is soul crushing. But you like, you know, immediately that her her mom and dad have died. Yeah, like first few pages. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you can also kind of follow in that while she's comatose, it's like her remembering, like I was in a car crash, and then her remembering mom and dad and my brother are dead, and it's just oh yeah. Because when she comes, if she decides to come back, she's coming back to her family is mm-hmm. gone. She would be coming back to like her grandma, her grandpa, and her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And, and in the waiting room, like in the hospital, you see the grandma and grandpa talking to her, telling mm-hmm. her to come back. In the, the world, in the comatose world, it's like, you know, remembering about her parents and, and all that. And so it, basically, it's a, her decision whether she should stay. Mm. And it's really beautiful, and I loved it. 
it's it's fantastic. I didn't think that it would it would touch me as as much as it did. Mm-hmm. Um, it's another one of those that was turned into a movie, which I actually thought was I not bad. Really liked the movie. Chloe Moretz plays Mia, mm-hmm. and she's, she's wonderful. wonderful. Yes, um, and I love I loved that movie, and I I cried mm-hmm. immensely mm-hmm. at both the movie and the book. And I again I don't do that all that often. Mm-hmm. I'm going to talk about Fallen now by Lauren Kate. Be still my heart. So this is another, Tavia and I both, we have very weird things in common when we read, and one of them is Fallen Angels. Mm-hmm. This follows Lucinda. You call her Luce in, in this series. I called her Lucy. It's spelled L-U-C-E. I always called her Lucy. Oh, really? I, in my head, it was uh, Luce, because my friends, instead of calling me Susie, sometimes they call me Suze, and some of them spell it S-U-S-E. Um, All right. So anyways, but you know, that's the thing about reading is you hear the words, right? We've talked about this before. So Lucinda, she is put in this school for troubled kids um, because she had some issues happen where she had to leave the school that she was at. And she kind of locks eyes with this guy named Daniel. And it's just like, oh my God, fireworks immediately. Like, and just like, who is this guy? Is he a bad guy because you know we're at this school for troubled kids like what did he do how to like it's a big thing so throughout the course of this book she finds out that daniel is a fallen angel and they have been meeting and finding each other and losing each other over and over and over again for centuries the beginning of time and it's awesome like it's got the soulmate thing that i love it's got the fallen angels thing that i love and it's it's awesome because is it magnificent it is magnificent and it's it's so cool because the coolest thing about loose or lucy is that she doesn't just think like oh we're soulmates okay like she's like but i don't know you Mm -hmm. i need to figure things out on my own Mm -hmm. And it's so cool because you you don't see that most of the time, at least in YA, if a girl's like, oh, we're soulmates, awesome. I'm in. Like, yeah, Sign me up. I've been wanting one of those. Yeah. And <laughs> so she just doesn't take things at face value. Mm-hmm. Like she's like, I'm going to figure this out for me mm-hmm. because we might be soulmates on paper, but mm-hmm. maybe not. And in this one, this is different because she's not supposed to remember him in each version that they've met. Mm-hmm. And she does in this one. And it's so cool. I think this series is four books. It's four or five somewhere. In the well, it's four and then a couple of spinoff. I got you. Um, and then there's also like a short story collection mm-hmm. as well. It's, it's so, epic. It's so cool. That's my word for the day, epic. Okay. Because I feel like that's what some of my stories epic have been. Epic love like stories. Epic yeah. love stories. Yeah. It's it's so, so cool. The covers of the books are beautiful. It's I, I love these so much. It's another series that I've been meaning to reread. I would reread this one every, yeah, all the time. Yeah. This is also another series that they made eight terrible terrible movie about i started it got 15 20 minutes into it it's so low budget Mm. that you can't even take it seriously right like the the special effects are absurd i didn't even get to special effects yeah don't even waste your time guys it's terrible it makes me so mad it makes me mad too because you really you want to see Mm -hmm. these brought to life and Mm -hmm. you want to see your characters and then they do these things to you and it breaks your heart yeah yeah fallen lauren kate Mm -hmm. wonderful Yes. That's one of my all-time favorites, too. I think you're the one that told me to mm-hmm. read them, too. Yeah, Because it is also one that goes back in time. Mm. And I, I love, apparently I love that. <laughs> <laughs> apparently I wish I was someone who could travel through time and see different stuff. I would love to be able to travel through time. I would not be want to, I wouldn't want to be stuck in the past. This is though. true. Right. I would want to be able to come back and take a shower yes. and, you know, yeah, have, a, have a latte. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, I'm going to talk about Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children, and it's by Ransom Riggs. This is very interesting because I did not like that book. You didn't. Mm-hmm. I liked the book. I did not like the movie. The movie was also garbage. I didn't um, see the movie. And which is bad because I like Ava Green. She's so pretty. She is. She's very pretty. Yeah. But it, they changed too much in the movie that was unnecessary mm-hmm. for me. So, okay, basically, we meet Jacob. He's 16. And he's on a journey to Wales. Wales? Not Wales. <laughs> he's going to go whale watching. He's going to go whale watching. <laughs> Do you ever watch Family Guy where they put the H to the... <laughs> Why are you putting so much emphasis on the... 
on the H. Cool whip. Yes. I I'm literally sorry. just saw that. <laughs> okay, so he's journeying to Wales because his grandfather has died. Mm-hmm. Now, his grandfather has died, like, tragically, unexpectedly. And Jacob saw what happened. So, a series of events leads him to be going to Wales, and he finds the orphanage that his grandfather had lived in when he was younger. But it's, like, all abandoned right now. But... In a certain light, Jacob can see inside it. Mm-hmm. And he finds out that there's a magic world that exists, like, outside of time that has, and it's Miss Peregrine's orphanage, her home, for peculiar children, so children that have special talents. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a girl who can levitate. There's a girl who has fire. Uh, there's a, a guy who can grow bushes and grow plants and things like that um and they're all being hunted mm-hmm. by these people and so the series is about basically the the people who are hunting them follow jacob to the home uh, unbeknownst to him and he gets submerged in this world and he figures out you know what's happening and i haven't finished the series either shocking no one i know i really enjoyed the first book but it was like i think i think i'm done like i don't really feel like i need more after this I thought that the opening chapter of the book was like, holy shit, this is awesome. But that was the highest point for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like it just, it slowly, I yeah, I got, I got, um, by the time I was done, I was like, it never went back. You got um, bored with yeah. it. I didn't feel that it did that, but it also was like, by the time I got to the end of it, it, it kind of ended with a small cliffhanger, but I felt like I was done. I'm I'm yeah. good with you. I'm at peace with you. I don't really feel like I need more. I feel like there were a lot of aspects that were kind of cringy in it for me. And then uh like I like I just feel like it started out at such a high note mm-hmm. and then you never made it back. I feel like it should have gone up, like gone down mm-hmm. to where you can kind of learn about the world, but mm-hmm. then ended at such a high note that you're like, I've got to know what happens next. Right. And I, I didn't get that personally. Um, but I do have friends that read the whole series, although I thought it was finished, but a new one just recently oh, really? came out. So I'm not sure yeah. if it was like a spinoff of it yeah. or if it's still no, And this is one I picked up because of the cover. The cover is super cool. It's like this creepy, like old timey photo of a girl levitating. And it's super cool. I didn't read these for years because I thought they were horror. <laughs> and yeah. And so when I finally was like, okay, I'll read with one eye closed. And I'm like, oh, okay. Okay. It's not scary. <laughs> okay. Um, and, and I really enjoyed it. I think I gave it maybe like three and a half stars. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like the mass yeah epic amazing thing but it was really cool mm-hmm. it was a really cool premise it's very different yeah it's different very than anything different. i've read it's really a cool premise mm-hmm. and i really liked this book uh, but like i said i feel like i was finished after mm-hmm. this i didn't feel the need to continue on yeah okay my last one is i'll give you the sun by jandy nelson i've been seeing this one everywhere well there's two that have sun in the title and mm-hmm. look very similar oh. um oh maybe i'm thinking the sun is also a star yes that okay. one's really big right now because they're making it into I a gotcha. movie gotcha. um this one is older and it's so so powerful it's one of the it's kind of similar for me at least to the fault in our stars because it's very it's high impact mm-hmm. very touching and very powerful in like 300 pages oh cool and so it follows twins jude and her brother noah they're they're raised uh very close together best friends noah is an artist that's dying to go to this art school jude is this girl that goes cliff diving and is just wild and out there and friends with everyone Mm -hmm. the first half of the book is noah's to tell something happens and then jude comes in and tells what happens after but you don't know what happens what what was this pinnacle moment in their lives to where they're not speaking anymore oh wow and it follows them both falling in love with boys them dealing separately with this ache that they they just won't talk about because they're not speaking anymore and it's it's so beautiful and touching and awesome and i i wish that i could know what happens next it's not a series but i just i want to know what happens Mm -hmm. and it's so good and i love it so much it's it's awesome and the cover's beautiful it's so colorful i bought it because Mm -hmm. the cover was pretty and i loved it so so much 
That sounds really cool. I yeah, I just and I can't say too much about it because right. it's one of those that it's better going and not mm-hmm. knowing anything. And sounds so, really cool though. It's so good. <laughs> I uh, like that. I'm gonna my last one that I'm gonna chat about is the Pretty Little Liars series. Interesting by Sarah Shepard, and I really enjoyed the series. I've never watched the show. It seems weird to me. <laughs> it is weird, but I th- I think you would probably like it. Yeah. But they definitely change in the show. Sure. They change a lot. So it's not, it's like the book, but it's not at the same time. And shocking no one, I haven't finished this series, but <laughs> it's like a 14, 15 book series. Oh, wow. That's So it's extensive. Okay. Um, I've read 10 of them, I think. Oh, so, so not, done, yeah. you did over half. I I stopped when one came out and then I didn't go back. Mm. It's it's a vicious cycle, guys. <laughs> it really is. But this book, every time I hear and I think about it, I hear the theme song to the show in my head because it's really, really catchy. But basically, three years ago, Allison disappears after a slumber party. Poof. Gone. No okay. one ever sees her again. Um, her friends were really, like, they mourned her and they were really sad about it. But they're also kind of relieved because she knew a deep, dark secret about every single one of them. Mm. So they're like... She's dead. We can breathe easy. However, now that they're in high school, like that happened when they were in middle school. Now they're in high school. Someone starts sending them, each one of them, anonymous notes or emails or texts about their secret that literally only Allison knew. Mm. So, and that person, they're sent by A. Mm -hmm. And it's like, is Allison back? What's happening? Did she tell somebody? Who knows our secrets? Mm -hmm. And it's it's like like a thriller almost because like the secrets are like, whoa. Okay. Really deep secrets, and it's also about kids and gossip in high school. Sure. Which you know, and the the anonymous person is threatening to expose their secrets, Mm -hmm. and it's just really cool. It's fun. Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed it, and it's non sci-fi, so yeah, it was a change for me. Yeah, I know. We read so much fantasy sci-fi mm-hmm. YA. Right. Which is weird because I don't, I, I know I still do, but I don't think you read much fantasy sci-fi outside of YA. No. It, well, this one series I'm reading right now, but other than mm-hmm. that. Interesting. I crave all things vampire related mm-hmm. and witch related. Mm-hmm. And so I read a lot of that, but a lot of that is YA. Yeah. So, um, and I, I don't have a problem read, reading YA. I know a lot mm-hmm. of people hate it, but I don't yeah. have a problem with it. Awesome. I love all these books me too i feel like i've added a few to my to read list Mm -hmm. from this episode your extensive 1600 yes ma'am book to read list yes ma'am all All right right. well i think that that was i just really liked all of those and i think i'm gonna pick up some of the ones that you said too for sure hell yeah now i'm gonna have to go back and reread clockwork angel yes i I know and i need to go back and finish some of these series Mm -hmm. but again there just seems to be so many other things to read there's too many yeah I'm going to end up having to read like mm-hmm. 20 at a time so I can make sure that I'm right. reading all of them. I was born with a reading list I'll never finish. Yes. <laughs> and that stresses me out because even then I'm going to be like, no, I can't die. I'm in the middle of this book. I need to know yeah. what happens. Yeah. I get that. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Make sure you leave us a rating, a star rating if you can, if you love us. If you don't, maybe, maybe don't. Yeah. We don't want that kind of negativity in our lives. <laughs> But if you love us, leave us a review. We'd really appreciate it. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Bye.